I went out last night and I was like, hmm, I had all of these thoughts. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I took an edible. I think it was too much. It was too much. You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dance. And I am Brittany Sierra. And this is The Living List. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Living List. Today, so excited about the episode, Brittany, because like I was singing before we started recording, like I am a man. <laughs> I don't know the words in that part. We sounded horrible, but Brittany, let us know, like, let like, how are you? How's everything going? Are you feeling powerful today? You know what? I am feeling powerful today. It is allergy season. I feel like my voice losing it a little bit. I'm a little swollen, but even with all of that, I feel really good. I I feel like I have a really good sense of my week because I'm going to be honest, last week I was exhausted. Everything about last week was a challenge, but I pushed through. I exercised four times last week. My little sister came over. We did yoga. I did some cycling on my Peloton. Um, Did some strength classes. So, you know, I pushed through. I have a lot going on at work. We launched a new show. It's called Asking for a Friend. You should watch it on Blavity's YouTube. Um, It has Elizabeth Oberson, formerly known as Corinne Stephens. And it's actually a really good show. She's all the questions that you would be afraid to ask your friend or you might feel embarrassed about, like you could ask her and there are no cut cards. So it's actually pretty cool. Um, and I think just really like the successes and the growth that I know was happening last week pushed me through. But yeah. physically, I look like that doll me where it's like she has a ponytail and it's like in a top knot and she has the two front bangs and she just looks disheveled. That was literally what I looked like all last week, even in meetings like that. That's who I was. But, you know, I feel good this week. I feel really good. I'm gonna get some rest and start off the week strong. How about you? Um, my week was hectic. I feel like I was having a Tough time getting it together. I don't know if it's a Mercury retrograde. I love to blame everything on the retrograde. You do. I, really, I love it. I love it. It's, it's my favorite thing. Um, but I think that's also just life, you know? Like, sometimes you just don't be feeling like doing stuff. Like, I had a lot of stuff, and I just didn't feel like doing it. Um, but I did. Uh, I think I'm in a, a place of, like, transition in my life, like, 360. So, um, with work, I was like like trying to listen to the universe, you know, like, Lord, give me it, like DMX, Lord, give me a sign, like, please just pop me on the forehead and tell me to go that way. Because I just think that sometimes, you know, life can be confusing, no matter how old we are, we still, you know, you can, it's, it's tough to figure it out. And I know so many people like, in our going on our living list journey can relate to that. So yeah, um, I was dating someone that I'm not dating anymore. Um, that was a little shocker. So um, I'm going through that little shock look after shock. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was my, oh, okay. Um, so that's fun. But hey, you know, don't waste my time before hot girl summer. So single, ready to mingle. Um, and I'm like, this time, guys, it's on my living list to actually learn how to date. Really is. I think we're going to have to bring an expert voice in at this point because we need an intervention. Sure. I have this bad habit of, and Brittany, it's not always a bad habit, but this habit of, like, when I date someone, I just date that one person. In these 2020s, 2022s, wherever we're at, I don't know if that's a good thing. So I'm trying to work on my baby savage for the summer. <laughs> a good thing to date one person if they're the one person you really want to date I think that sometimes where it becomes a little iffy is if you just date them because they're you're dating them and then you don't date anyone else right but like they may not be the one that you want to marry or even date exclusively but you treat them that way and then limit your other options you know what I mean like if you like somebody and you don't want to date other people I don't think that's a bad thing but I also think that if, 
you know, you haven't given them the chance to see or yourself the chance to see if they're the one person you should be dating exclusively. That's when I think it's a problem. Yeah, I think I like do like a vet. I'll have like my strongest rotation ever was the guy I was dating for this one. And I had like three people in rotation and I was a like, that was big for me, but yeah. I only, I only rotated it for like a month and I was like, okay, you're selected. And it was a wrong selection, <laughs> but you know, life, right? But it's not even the wrong selection because dating is like kind of like about the journey too, right? Yeah. It doesn't, we're not marrying everyone we're dating. Sometimes it's to learn things. And I feel like I learn something from every situation I go through. So, you know. I love it. It's, it, it is just the experience sometimes. Every man is not your husband. I, I am a big believer in that. My dating, I need to I need to pick it up, honestly. And I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. Um, I went out last night and I was like, hmm. I had all of these thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna be completely honest. I took an edible. And I'm gonna be completely honest with our community because, you know, I trust you all and I am very open and honest. That is part of this journey too. I really don't think that substances are for me. I think that I have finally really accepted that from last night. Like I'm not my full self. I So the reason why I took it, we went out, we had like a good time. I was with two of my friends, Monique and uh, Lauren. And then we were going to like a final place. And we were going to this place. Actually, if you're in Maryland, you should actually try it out. It was really fun. They're Black owned. It's a place called Clout. It's a restaurant. They have a live band late at night. And so we went. But when we pulled up, I am not exaggerating. There were over 100 cars in the parking lot. Now, I didn't know that it was actually like two different places these cars were for. But like if you're going for a chill day, to like get something to eat. I met up with a colleague earlier. Like it was like, just like an all day thing. My brain was not ready to be around all these people. And Lauren was like, well, here, take an edible. And it was a gummy. And I'm like, sure. So, you know, it's funny. I just don't think that I really understand or my body just doesn't like things that aren't naturally in it. Because I do know that marijuana and CBD oil is an anxiety reliever for lots of people, right? And it's like a like chemical free way of dealing with anxiety for a lot of people. But for me, like I did feel comfortable at first. And then I was just, I was hungry. I, you know, I get when I'm hungry. I was hungry. The food was taking a while. The music was great, but I was just like, I would love to be fully present in this moment. And I'm not. So that was one thing that I was like, okay. And then I had a drink. And if you've been following along, I have not been drinking. It's like something that I'm very limiting with. Um, so it had been a while since I had a drink and I think it was too much. You know, I really want to fully show up as myself all the time. And I think that these things that we do sometimes myself, I'm going to speak for myself. Sometimes I think that I consciously make an effort not to show up as myself in all times. Like I feel myself sometimes cowering or not being like the full breath of life or maybe it's at work and I'm not like as forceful as I am outside of work or vice versa. And it just really honestly made me think about like, I need to get into my bag, all of them. You know what I mean? I need to get into my professional bag, my personal bag. I really need to I talk about intentionality a lot, but I want to be intentional in walking into my full stuff self every time I interact with a person. And even when I interact with myself. Yeah, no, it's super important. Um, you know, like it's it's ladies, it's time. It's time. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of ladies walking in their power, but it's time for us to get in our power, get in our bags. Claim that savage um, in you because we we show up we show it up in different areas where we think it's okay but you know it's okay whenever you deem it okay honestly I don't want to incite a riot but <laughs> <laughs> incite a riot I think that's what we're gonna do in this episode we are <laughs> definitely gonna talk about you know really just being and showing up in our full selves some challenges that we may experience with that you know some some ease I would love to do this exercise too where you know you just 
feel comfortable saying what you're good at and what you like about yourself. I think that's something sometimes we don't do as women. We're taught this humility thing. And if, again, if you've been a part of this community, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with the word humble. Um, And, you know, I just really want to talk about, you know, how you found yourself. I've seen so much growth in you as a person and as a woman and what you feel comfortable sharing of yourself. And then, you know, has there been instances where, you know, we've all talked about really just being intentional and doing despite and all of these things. So with those thoughts as the leading guides for how we're operating in this year, have you found yourself using your voice where you normally wouldn't? So I'm excited, but before we even jump into those things, we have to check in, talking about being intentional, check in on how you did last week with your Limitless Challenge. Yeah, so last week, um, I think in great time, I think it's always a great time to check in with a therapist, even if something's not wrong. So I had to find a therapist last week. So I originally, the first time, just to give you guys context on when I, like my therapy, where I'm at and who I am in therapy, um, I am, I like, I always be like, oh, go to therapy. Yeah, I think it's great. But when I actually went to therapy for the first time, I went through better health, help, better help. And, you know, it's just an online platform and you can find this therapist and the therapy guy that I found, I felt like he was trying to be my girlfriend. Like he was like, yeah, girl. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I have friends. Like, I don't want to gossip. Where's that self spreadsheet? Like, tell me how to fix these things. And I know that's not the way that therapy works, but that was like, I just felt like he wasn't taking it seriously enough. Like, I'm like, let's get these results. <laughs> Probably part of my problem. <laughs> so uh, this time I went through a work resource. So I have an appointment set um, for, what is, is this March? March, April, <laughs> April 3rd. So I'm excited about that. Um, I couldn't remember. I'm like, is it April or May coming up? Um, the year's zooming by. But yeah, I have an appointment set up. So um, I'm excited. Uh, I want it to be a continuous thing, you know, and see how it goes. So hopefully I like and connect with this person, but if not, I'm just going to keep it moving and find someone else. So I'm committing in my head to at least six sessions just to see how it goes. And we'll check in from there. I'm excited for you. You know, uh, the way that I started therapy was also through a work resource and where I thought that I wasn't going to enjoy it. I enjoyed it so much. And yeah, yeah, like I felt like it was so beneficial to my life. I felt like it really did help me show up as myself a little bit more fully boundaries, like everything. And what I love about therapy too, is that they really are your personal cheerleader. They do not care about anyone else in your life. Honestly, they really are just thinking about what's best for you. And I know I have a problem with that. And I think that you do too, in lots of ways. And I just think that this is just going to be perfect. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to start regular therapy too, again, because it's good. It's great. I, I have no complaints about proper therapy. Yes, absolutely. So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me how your I'm down went last week. It went well. I did the meal prepping. Um, and it helped me because as I told you all, I was struggling last week and I cannot tell you the time saver and the money saver it was for me that I could just open up my refrigerator and pull out some meals, right? So I did baked chicken, cauliflower rice, which I love. Like, it's not even like, oh, I'm doing it because it's healthy. It's delicious. Everyone should try cauliflower rice mm-hmm. and uh, roasted tomatoes. And then like, I would do a salad if I felt like it. But if not, I just did that. It was exactly what I needed. I tell you all, use your I'm down challenges because the list provides. It really does provide. We didn't know that I was going to have a busy, intense week where I looked like a meme, but I did. And I had these meal preps to just like fall back on. And this morning before we recorded, I cleaned my kitchen and I started meal prepping for this week. And actually, I probably should take it out the oven. But what I am saying is that I'm starting to build very healthy habits and healthy in the sense of being a better whole complete person to help myself out because of this list and sticking to it. I'm starting to see like things become habits and hopefully habits become lifestyle changes. So I'm excited. 
the list the list does provide I'm excited for you too. And if this is your first time listening, um, the living list, all we do is write down all the things we want to do. Something um, on our list, our weekly I'm down challenges, we pull them within a week. So you write your long-term goals or living list things and your short-term things. And your I'm down goal, put your short-term things so you can check in with your friends and your family and do it weekly. It just keeps you kind of like on track of not living a life by um autopilot and really living a life by design like every single week we're curating our life whether it be something so small in some way so yes and I think too why it's so great is because it helps us again when we keep talking about this intentionality or doing despite like even if you don't have the energy to do 10 things on your list, you know, this one thing that's going to make your life better, you are going to give yourself and like what better source and show of love and respect for yourself is there than doing one thing that's just for you. Yes. And, and also being honest with yourself. I'm like getting to a point where I'm like, I can't lie to myself no more. It's like, I really get upset about it. Like, I'm like, girl, like that excuse you just made nobody believes you including you and like I can't even believe my own lies anymore so (laughs) like you know just really like holding your feet to the fire and um the theme of my year this year was due despite just holding your feet to the fire and being like get it done like I don't care what's going on the list has helped me work out um I've had three times a week I think like sometimes she looks amazing you all have to see Ariel and then also see her on her insta stories when I tell you the body is batting, the face is facing, it she looks good, okay? Thank you, Brittany. Brittany always reminds me um, because I do get upset because my scale is not really moving like that. And it can be very discouraging, but I continue to do despite because I'm going to close my eyes, keep my blinders on, and the results will load in the way that I want them to. But I do see a difference in my body, but I would like the scale to move. It's very disrespectful <laughs> the way it's treating me. So... Um, I wish I could put put the scale down on my on my living list and it just produced, but you know, that's up to me to explore and see like what other areas can I change? Like, all right, you're working out like a madman. He's something different. Sis. So it's all in good fun here. Okay, so you know, I started out the show just like singing like I am woman, because that is my song. I don't, you know, I know it's been out for a while, I know it's not new. I am not a music connoisseur. Um, but what I am excited about is just like how I'm seeing that on my own life, but, and people around me, how people are, women in particular are walking in their power. And I just, I, like you said in the intro, I think it's good for us to one, identify ways that we are walking our power and how we can maybe get a little bit better in our power. And then two, like shout ourselves out about it. So as we're going through this live and lives journey, are there like ways that you finding yourself walking in your power a bit more? Yes, I will say, and this is very real. And I've actually, I had lunch with or brunch with a colleague yesterday who was my first time actually meeting her in person. And this was, and she's, a, you know, a little bit older than me, definitely has like more experience in professionally and in life. And one reoccurring thing that I'm hearing is how work affects how you show up for yourself whether that be in a great way or a way that needs improvement. And again, you know, I had a role at a company that I loved with colleagues that I loved, but it was not fulfilling me and it was actually making me miserable. And I think that there were like some bad habits I picked up. I think that I picked up not fighting for myself because I was just exhausted. I feel like I picked up not being a full team player in the sense that when I know something is wrong, you know, I would previously just like, hey, you know, I don't think this is the right thing to do. Maybe we should try this, you know, thing instead. And, you know, I would speak up and I I would have a conversation about it. And I think that I had developed this very nasty habit that also carried over in my personal life. And even like with us with the living list, you know, you've called me out on this before, Ariel, where 
I would say it once and that's it. Like, I just, I, I'm not finding anyone. Like I am exhausted. I am tired. I, I don't say what I don't know. Otherwise I would, it would be a conversation. I would ask a question. And I feel like if I told you something and you're not listening, then fine, you know? And I think that that was actually a very nasty and ugly habit that I developed. Right. So what I think that I have done a lot better in 2022 and I've made a conscious effort to do is to literally use my voice. You know, my voice is something that I've always loved, whether it's just me listening to it or it's me speaking or, you know, as a kid, I would do a lot of writing and orating and being in contests and being in journalism groups and yearbook. Like I love my voice. And I think that what happened was I started to hate my voice. I started to, even like to the sound of it, I didn't want to hear my voice being played, which also makes it very hard to have a podcast, right? Like, it's like, then I had to listen to it and it's just like, I don't want to hear it. Um, so using my voice, offering valuable feedback, you know, I think it's very important too, and not just me, that everyone realizes that they have a very valuable contribution to give, right? Like when you're here, you're here for a purpose, you have a valuable contribution, you're your look on things is so unique that it adds value and to not share it, whether it's professionally or personally, is not only doing yourself a disservice, but it's doing the people that you would be sharing it with a disservice. So I think, you know, just owning my voice a little better and being able to say, I don't like this. I don't know when I stopped saying I don't like certain things, whether it's boundaries or the way someone's treating me or just a project or maybe the way something looks, whatever it is. I feel like I stopped saying I don't like this and I had started to succumb to um, toxic positivity, right? I'd be like, okay, you know, this is great. No, it's great. And I would focus on that one good thing or halfway decent thing and completely ignore the feedback that I should be giving about the thing that wasn't working or up to par or should have probably been done a different way. Also in both of my personal and professional life. So I think, you know, kind of owning my voice again, owning my power. I have for a very long time, like I've just been tired. I feel like I have not been giving my body, my like physical appearance, the love and the care that I used to give it and like owning it and like my sexuality and being a woman and being feminine and being soft and being attractive and being flirtatious. Like, I do not know when those became bad things to me, but at some point, like, I didn't want to be any of those things. I don't know if it's because there have been situations where those things that I love were looked at as bad things that I have been demonized, even in the workplace sometimes for like my body or, you know, you did this or someone only did this because of this to the point where I think I honestly like uglified myself. Like, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like, I feel like I was like, all right, like, I don't care about this. It became more like this obsessive thing where I am showing that like, I'm a person of character and that's all I'm going to work on. And it's like, that's not who I am. You know what I mean? I am a full person. I'm a full person. And I actually love being attractive and I want to lean into that. And I want to lean into like, I actually do like attention. (laughs) You know, I love flirting. And, you know, even Ariel knows that. I'll be like, I didn't flirt. What? I never act like flirting is like giving head in church. (laughs) She is like the superstar flirt. And she would deny, deny, deny. And I'm like, Brittany, you're so good at it. Why are you denying that you were flirting? But I totally understand that. I do. I really do. Um, Especially being in our field. There's when I came in this industry as a young woman, I was demonized for walking in a room oh, you were, flirt- what was I? Cause I didn't say anything or look anyone in the eye. Like this is, this is the capacity to which people will make you feel like you just showing up is overly sexual. Mm-hmm. You could have a, a term, a, what is it? A tunican or whatever on, and you could have a paper bag on and it's like, oh, you're being too sexy or, oh, 
you're presenting this. And I, I definitely could attest to shutting down early in my career based on that. I want to comment on you owning your voice because this is like one of the only things I don't think me and Brittany fight about much, but this is the only thing where I'd be like, Brittany, Brittany, <laughs> like, I'd be like, Brittany, you are being passive aggressive. Say what you want right now. And I have the habit. I had to like own my habit too. I have the habit of like, when I'm passionate about something, I'm going to fight for it. And sometimes me being passionate about something may overrun what somebody says once. And I'm like, you gotta be, you gotta be like, hey, Ariel, no, because I'm not because I don't love you, not because I don't care about what you're saying. It's like, let's fight for it. You know, where we're trying to create something great. Let's fight for it together. And then when we come to the end, it's not going to be a fight. It's going to be a discussion. Like, but Brittany would really say something once and it'd be like months later, she was like, well, you know, I said that because I'm like, Brittany, you literally whispered it (laughs) and and did it with a smile. How am I supposed to know that you, I actually hate this, but like, if you want to do it, let's move forward. But I understand that from a toxic work environment, you know, Um, or people not appreciating your opinion. So you're just like, well, I'm not going to be fighting with people for them to appreciate my opinion. So I'm just going to move forward. If you can't take the greatness, then move forward, you know? Um, I, I, I super can relate to that. Um, for me, I think owning my power, um, and things that I'm, I'm working on is knowing when it's kind of the opposite, right? Like, okay, I use my voice, but I think it's also some power in silence as well. I say this all the time. I've been, I want to talk less, you know, like I really do. <laughs> I'm working on it. I don't know how I can talk less and I have a podcast, but I'm working on it. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm the type of person who always wants to like, ah, I want to help you in this situation. I want to give you my advice. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, but you know what that does? It gets exhausting and I'm exhausting myself, giving all my energies and efforts to all these people. And then when it gets time for me to figure out my life, I'm like, Ooh, I am warped here. So it's, it's really hard. So I'm like, talk less. If, if, if you're, if it's not a pre, if you've said this a couple of times, it's not appreciated or this person doesn't want to receive it, talk less, but it's hard to find that balance though, isn't it? It is. And I think that it's a journey that you can adjust, but it's like, you're taking the steps. I'm taking the steps. You all who are listening and watching are taking the steps to correct it, you know, to, to figure out what that balance is. And I I don't think that that's something, whatever your, your power owning category is, it's not something that, you know, there's a perfect recipe for. I do think that you have to adjust it in real time. You have to adjust it based on situations. You have to adjust it based on who you are at that moment. Like if I knew, like if, let's say, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year old Brittany was here now, like she'd probably be shocked to find out I wasn't using my voice because since when? All I do is use my voice. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that there's also a point where maybe six year old, seven year old, 14, 15 year old Ariel would be like, wow, I'm speaking up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I I think that we're always changing and I think that that's a great thing. And I, I think a key to that too is not being so hard on ourselves. I think yeah. that, you know, introspectively, I've like really been trying to, I think, you know, with this limitless journey, us just trying to be bigger and better people. I really question why I do certain things now. And, you know, if I'm saying that I'm trying to be intentional, then I have to question why. And it's honestly exhausting. I'm going to be honest, because I'll be like, why, why did you do that? And then I have to actually answer myself. And sometimes I don't like the answers that I come up with, you know, like they're hurtful to myself. And I'll be like, that's why you did that? Girl, you're amazing. Why would you do that to yourself? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, two points that I want to hit that you just said. One is we're ever changing. Um, my six-year-old, when I was, I grew up in a household where my mom wasn't like the decision maker or the vocal one like she was the more passive one and I took on some of those habits but then when I got older I started like meeting a lot of like very like aggressive women one of my first mentors in the industry her name is Lady B and she's first female hip-hop artist on wax she is um one of the first female hip-hop artists to break all the rap groups we know like Run DMC uh Fresh Prince Jazzy Jazz I just listened to Will Smith's book 
and he mentions her a lot in there and um she was like she was like boom like super like out the gate like nobody messes with lady b right and i think those mentors were important for me to understand and see because i was like wait like i want to be more you know i need to use my voice a little bit more and be a little bit more aggressive and i think to your point it's on assessing you know and the second point just really like i think the most successful people and the healthiest people evaluate themselves on a regular basis Mm -hmm. um because you could wake up in this world and think you're doing everything amazing and think everyone else is crazy but um i don't know if this is the healthy healthiest habit i'll ask my therapist when i get her or him um i am like i'm gonna look at me as the fault first before i look at someone else like that's just my natural thing i don't think it's the greatest thing always because you know sometimes it is other people's fault so i gotta find a balance in that too because i don't think that's always like you know the best way but at least we're evaluating ourselves and that's all we can you know ask of ourselves i think speaking of evaluating ourselves i I hinted at this earlier in the episode but what I've noticed too is that sometimes women don't say like, I'm good at this. You know, they, they don't come out and flat out say, I am the shit and this is why. And, you know, I, I talk about this when it comes to like equal pay or pay disparity, but in just being too, you know, I will say, What you said about New York is so true about like changes in personality and character, because I do feel like that I came here from another state, sink or swim, it's just me type of thing, helps you out, honestly. Um, And I learned a lot, like I was open, I was a sponge. I, I became friends with people that maybe I wouldn't be friends with in DC. And I talk about my friend Ryan all the time because he was probably, if I'm completely honest, the first person who ever told me two things. One, you do not have to be perfect all the time at work to get what you deserve from your employer. Like I've never heard that before. Like that's, that's nothing that I was ever taught. I've ever seen. I was ever given feedback as when I'm, I'm coming up through the ranks. It's always, you got to be on, you got to be twice as good. You got to be this, you got to be that. And Ryan was like, yeah, no, you do an amazing job 98% of the time. Why would you focus on your 2% error margin when it's time for you to ask for something you deserve? I say this all the time. One day he came into work late on the day that I knew he was asking for a raise and I freaked out like it was me, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why would you come in late? You know, you're going to ask for a raise from the CEO. He was like, okay. I was on time every other day. I made all of this impact for the company. What does me being late today have to do with what you should be giving me for a year performance? So that's the one, the first thing that Ryan taught me, right? Like, don't discount yourself because you're a human and things aren't 100% perfect, whether it's in the workplace or outside. And then the second thing he taught me was this idea of my idea of being a victim and how I was doing myself a disservice. So I was dating this guy and he was like, honestly, I I shouldn't have been dating him. And he was like kind of horrible when I was trying to break up with him. And I never told anybody. And then um, Ryan and I went to lunch and I was talking about it, like randomly he had asked about him or no, this is what happened. The guy started calling my phone like incessantly. He would not stop calling. I was at work. He was calling my work phone. He was calling my cell phone. And I like would hang up or whatever. And Ryan sat behind me. It was one of those open space environments where there is no, you hear everything, you see everything. And Ryan was like, oh, let's, you know, you want to go to lunch? And I was like, yeah, we could go to lunch. And we went to lunch. And what happened was my ex-boyfriend who still very much cares about me as a person needed something for my email and he went in my email and he saw that the guy that I was like I had just like broken up communication with we were dating was sending me like these nasty emails so he found him on Facebook and he sent him a message telling him basically to leave me alone but he never said anything to me and then the guy who I was breaking up with was obviously responding to me instead of him because he is a bitch and he like was like calling me nonstop 
So we're at lunch and I'm basically telling Ryan that and some other stuff. And he was like, why wouldn't you say anything to me? And I was like, what? He was like, he works around the corner. I know who he is. Why would you tell me this guy is mistreating you? And I was like, for what? I can take care of myself. He was like, that's not the point. You don't have to do everything on your own. I was like, but I'm not a victim. He was like, but you are. He was like, that's okay. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's a black woman thing, but the word victim sends me into a tizzy. Like I am not a victim. I am strong. Nothing happens to me. I can't handle. But he was like, no, you are a victim. And that's not a bad thing for you. That's him. He is the villain. Like, let's handle this accordingly. Why are you punishing yourself? We should be out there punishing him. And I was like, wow, like white people really do think differently. Like, that's when it really became like obvious to me. Like I, I've grown up in multicultural schools and churches and like, yeah, you know, there are some differences, but like, not really to me. But when he said that, those two things, I was like, wow, we really are raised completely different. And I don't know. I just feel like they were lessons in me saying, okay, like what comes next? How can I own who I am in a way that makes me feel good? Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, those are good lessons. I like that. Um, <laughs> because we're taught to be perfectionists we're taught to be like this like perfect example and i it, it does have a lot to do i think with us being raised as black women mm -hmm. because you have to be twice as better three times as better four times as better and it's like do we really and also because we buy into that like idea we overcompensate yeah. in every area and you know i now that i'm growing up i used to be like i'm an independent woman da, da, da. <sighs> I'm tired of being independent. Tired. Help me out. Like, you know, and it, it's, a, it's a great thing to find your independence. But um, when I do have children or, you know, if I'm blessed to have a daughter, I would definitely let her know, like, it's great for you to be independent, but it's okay to like have let people help you, you know, the right people with the right intentions. Um, it's okay. I'm going to put you on a spot. I want you to name three things that you are really good at. Oh, yes. Okay. So I am really good at, I feel like making other people feel good. I think that it is something that brings me joy and I try to do it every single chance I get. Like if your hair looks good, Brittany, I will tell you 12 times and I will absolutely she will. need it. She will. But I feel like it's so important to like tell that stranger if they did something, oh my God, girl, those shoes, like that is me. I will, I probably give out 20 compliments a day easy. If I'm outside, oh <laughs> Like there's hundreds of compliments that could come from me, but it, I think it's very important to do that because one, you never know what that like one bit of like, you know what, you're doing good, you know, or, oh, wow, you look really nice or, oh, wow. I didn't think of it like that. Like giving people their accolades is important to me because one, I feel like, you know how you give people what you don't feel like you always received. Mm -hmm. I grew up not receiving a ton of, like I've received like like in my household, my parents were like tough, you know what I mean? So I didn't receive a ton of like, oh, you look great. Like, oh, you, you know, it was like lose weight or, you know, like, but I was like a pretty girl, you know, but it was never like, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. It was like, you need to lose weight. But like, I had a banging body. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like that thing that I feel like very intentional about, like always telling people when they did good, they did great. And I love that about me. Um... Another thing I'm good at, I'm good at figuring it out. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I'm a person who will sit down and figure it out. If I really want to figure it out, I truly believe I could figure out anything. And I think that that has given me um, just like a leg up in most things. All my hard skills, I'm like, I say yes. Like, you know, like I, I, my, the first time I've ever edited a video, I was at work and my, I was an assistant online editor. The online editor was gone. And he, and they asked me like, if I knew how to edit video, I've never edited a video. I was like, oh, what do you need? It's like, yeah, I can do it. I literally stayed up for like three days straight to get this like whole 10 minute documentary done that I ended up turning into, but I figured it out. Um, and I love that about me too. And I think for people who are listening, I, I, you guys cannot underestimate how much confidence that 
you showing yourself your ability to figure out things will give you. Because now I say yes, and I know that I'm gonna figure it out. It might get a little shaky, but like, if I put the effort in, I can figure it out. So, and every time you do it, I think it makes you more confident. Um, what else am I good at? Um, I think I'm good at being positive, trying to see the positive in, in, in most things. Um, like everybody else, I do get like with weight loss. I think that's my only woe is me type of moment. <laughs> I'll be like, I be working out and I can't lose no weight. But then like the Lord made me thick and cute. So like, <laughs> like a blessing too. So I just gotta like, maybe he just want me to be this, this, right? Um, but I try to like be positive about those things and see the thing, see the glass half full. So yeah, these are the things I think I'm good at. What are three things that you want to be better at? What do I want to be better at? Um, I want to be better at preserving my energy for myself. Mm. Um, I want to be better at being selfish, honestly. Like the way you're raised is a like a lot has a lot to do with like who you show up in the world as. My mother sweetest soul in the world like will give you her left toe if like you need it for real you know and while that is an amazing quality everybody doesn't deserve that Mm -hmm. you know like I need to be more selfish with my energy more selfish with like my spirit like more selfish with that because that's currency you know what I mean and I need to like I want to still remain myself but I don't want to like give too much always um being a fixer like I can't fix everything so like remember that girlfriend but that's hard for me because when we hang up well guys I'll like do good for like three people but then I'm like the fourth I'm like I gotta save them you know (laughs) it's a horrible habit but I'm like I like it about me but then like girl get it together um I could be better at um like boundaries I think I think I could be better at boundaries um like I'm like, I can meet somebody. I, I could meet somebody that I think is a good person. If I think you're a good person, I'll do things that I've for you that I'll do things for somebody I met 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that, like assessment of like, does, should I just because I can for this person doesn't mean I should. And I, I'm just learning. I'm honestly like 30. Like I just literally started. So I'm only like two years in of like mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be better at, um, what do I want to, I want to be better at the push and pull of life balance, you know? Um, I think that I have a personality where if I put my teeth into something, I'm like going super hard with that, but then like other things could like fail, you know what I mean? So I want to be able to like add things in that I'm, I'm doing, but you know, like, like say working out, like. I'm working out four or five times a week, but then like, okay, within that, I have to like stop and make sure I do my laundry and my weekly chores on time. Not like let my laundry pile up for two weeks because I've been going hard in the gym. Like, no, all these things need to be like set in stone and um, just being better at creating good habits and sticking to them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. How about you? Three things I'm good at. Uh, the first one, without a doubt, that like I feel comfortable saying is getting a job done. Like if you if you put something in front of me, I don't know how I'm gonna get it done, but I know that I am going to get it done. Like you can you can depend on me to to do that, right? I'm pretty reliable. Um, another thing that I feel like I'm really good at that I feel very comfortable saying that maybe I would never say out loud in a place where it can be recorded and played back for people um, before is I'm really good at making people better. I am not going to act like everyone who I come into contact with on a personal level does not become a better person, even if we never talk again. Like, I'm going to just be real. Like, whether you're my intern, whether you're my friend, whether we dated and we do not date anymore, like, I really see the amazingness in people. And like, I really do try and pull and push it out. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I don't know what it is, but I will see somebody and I'll be like, wow, like you're really great at this. Or, hey, you know, if you did this one thing, like, I really think this could be your thing. Um, And then just like on a day-to-day level, like, 
I feel like we become better together type of thing. Like I, I really do. I'm going to say this very boldly that I have never walked in someone's life and left it worse than when they met me. And there are lots of people who have a trail of lives that they have wrecked. And that is not me, not professionally or personally. And I am actually very proud of myself about that. I can say that. You should be. Um, A third thing that I feel like I am good at is... um, I think showing love to people I care about. I think that I'm good at that. Um, I do think I have some things to work on with that. But overall, like, do people know I love them when I love them? I would say yes, you know, Um, and they know that I am there for them in that way. So I think those are three things that I'm good at. If I had to think about things that I'm not good at, I would say one thing that I am like top of mind right now is giving myself the love that I give other people. I give myself the support. I give myself the strength. I give myself all of the the strong, hard words, but I don't think I give myself the softness that I give other people. I don't give myself the forgiveness that I give other people. And I think it's a blocker because like, I feel like once I give that, then I can just readjust and start moving again. You know what I mean? I, I feel like when you're, you're always kind of hard on yourself in what you didn't do and like now you're punishing yourself I don't know if other people do this but I know like if I this whole being intentional thing I'm telling you it's it's a homework assignment and a headache but like when I sit and I say well why did I do this a lot of the time the answer is because I don't think I deserve this but if I were like to be having a conversation or talking to someone like those words would never come out of my mouth even about myself right like because I think top of mind, I don't feel that way. But when I unpack things, I'll be like, oh, well, you didn't do this. So you don't deserve this. You know, you didn't do X. So you don't deserve Y. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, I never knew that's how I felt about so many things within myself. And some things are starting to make a little bit more sense. It's a blessing and a curse of being intentional. Um, another thing I'm not good at is picking up where I left off for myself. Like I will fight for another person. I will fight. I will tell them they deserve the world. I will tell other people they deserve the world, but I don't do that for myself. I, I will stop a good health, healthy habit and like have like a, a downtime. And I'll be like, oh, well, now you're just going to go be unhealthy. Now you're going to have a heart attack. Now you're going to fat. Now you'll get cancer. Like this is, this is what you're going to do now because you did this one thing. And I feel like it's very related to the first thing that I feel like I'm not good at, but I got to get better at being as, um, as fighting for myself. Like I'll fight for someone else because I deserve it. Um, and then the third thing that I'm not that good at is working through walls. Like I try it a little bit, like, (laughs) believe it or not, I am like a much more vulnerable person than I was a year ago, two years ago. But if you do something that like triggers my old me, I'm just back to it. Like maybe I was telling you what I didn't like, or maybe I was using my voice, but then I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. Or, and then like, next thing you know, all of these feelings that aren't true things started happening. Like maybe I felt rejected or I felt unheard. And then I, I revert to, you know, this prior version of myself in my weakest, hurtest form. So I'm really working on not being that person and, you know, remaining open and vulnerable. Cause when I put my walls up, I'm a, I'm a completely different person and I am a safe, I feel safe, but I don't feel completely myself so those are three things that I definitely kind of want to work on I love this because um a lot of those things I think a lot of people can relate to you know sometimes like the like us being mean to ourselves oh my gosh I know so many people who do it I used to do it so much I think I've gotten a lot better at it um and trying to find a balance I still do it sometimes but like I don't understand it. Like if we take ourselves outside of it for just one second, like, okay, you've been mean to yourself and berating yourself for the past 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Where have you gotten with that? 
-hmm. Have you gotten better by abusing yourself? If you cannot say that this self-inflicted abuse has gotten me to this amazing person, and obviously if you're still abusing yourself, you have not gotten to that person, <laughs> then why are you doing it? Try something different, you know? Um, like with the simple thing is working out, like I will not change my goal because like I'm like three times a week. I'm like, even if I just show up and like do like five minutes, I just need to be there three times a week. And if I do that, I'm gonna clap for myself because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, why don't you increase it? Oh, well, you need to do, no, 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 no. Because I'm gonna clap. I'm gonna clap for that small thing because that small thing is big for me. Mm -hmm. And I have to clap for myself. Otherwise, I'm gonna go back to beating myself up. And that got me nowhere. And I have proven to myself that that got me nowhere because I'm still in the same spot. Mm -hmm. So if I can be like, okay, this makes no sense. Let me just change it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So why do we abuse ourselves? Sure. why but like we we're just like no like I, I remember I was talking to this gentleman and I was like hey you know I think you're really hard on yourself and I think you should just give yourself grace right and he was like no like I just have to like push myself because da, 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 da. I'm like well how long have you been pushing yourself your whole life has it worked <laughs> you know um, but it's hard to get out of that, you know, but I, I can relate to that a hundred percent. I think the more people that admit it out loud, mm -hmm. it's probably like 90% of people. Um, but you know, America, the world, um, human nature is to pretend and hide and, you know, but we ain't gonna do that. We're going to claim our wins, claim our losses. And, you know, all we can do is get better. For sure. Everything is a lesson for sure. And I think, you know, when Lindsay was on last week and she, we were having the episode of uh, Ikigai and one thing she said was about how she loves how this generation is being honest. They're speaking up, they're speaking up about life and about mental health. And as I talk to more women specifically, I cannot tell you how empowered I feel hearing other women just be honest, saying things like, hey, sometimes I don't think I can have it all. Saying things like, hey, um, actually, I'm doing this and I'm doing a great job, but I want you to know that it is so difficult at times. At times my house is a mess, but my office and my work is impeccable. And sometimes my work slips a little bit, but I got to hang out with my family and my friends and the work is never slipping to a point where it's unacceptable. You know, I, I think that having these honest conversations and us talking to our, and with our community and saying, yeah, this is what we experienced this week. And this is what we experienced this month. And we had some amazing times. And I love myself. And I, I think I'm cute. And I think I'm smart. And I think I do an amazing thing at lots of things. But also, I struggled. Like, I struggled this week. Or, you know, I went to the gym seven times. I only needed to go three. I don't see it on the scale. But I feel good. And my body looks good. But maybe, you know, I could afford to, like, clean up a little bit. I think that those conversations are so real. And I think that they're so helpful. Like you never know the little thing that you said that for someone was immeasurable on the impact that it made on how they were going to live their day or their week, their month, or even their life. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that is the gift of being open and being honest and being yourself that being a version of yourself, you can never give to someone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like the the small thing, as small as it seems, it's so hard sometimes for people. And even me, like, to just, like, truly, like, what do you want in this moment? Like, you know, um, or truly, like, be yourself in all ways, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people will be like, oh, I know myself. Do you? Do you really? Like, or are you like, just like, you know, like projecting, like, I know myself, I'm this, like, I'll tell you in a minute, like, there's parts of myself, I don't know yet. There's parts of myself, I'm still figuring out. Um, but like, we're figuring it out. And that's okay. Uh, but it didn't, I didn't, I wasn't always like this, like perfectionism, I will, I'll say it all the time. I used to be perfectionist. Um, but like, 
nothing came out perfect, first of all. So how <laughs> was I? And um, also, it was stupid. It was really just like insecurity, like being, like being afraid for people to see that what I did wasn't perfect. So I would be like, I'm a perfectionist. So like, yeah, I'm not going to put this out because like, yeah, the living list would have never came to life. Like there's things I hate, hate. Like I want to like, I spent hours getting this lighting together and I still look gray. But you know what? <laughs> we are here. <laughs> we are here. And I think that's a good point. And I, you know, it's March, it's Women's History Month. And, you know, we can always talk about the first woman to do something or, you know, this amazing feat. But I think that there's so much power in this month in owning the fact that we show up. <laughs> that that we are gracing the world with our presence, honestly, because without us here, the world could not even exist. And I think that that is such a special, crazy thing that we don't lean into enough. How literally just being here is allowing the world to go on. If we were not here, the world, human race as we know it, would stop. <laughs> like they could never. Right. Like they could never survive without us. And I just, no science, no nothing will be able to replace us. And I just think that there's so much power in that. And I just kind of want to carry that and walk around with that for a while. You know, I, I think that lots of times women are here in servitude. Women show up in servitude. Women are always of service. Even like when you named the things that you were good at, they were things that you did in service to other people. And the things that you weren't good at were things that you weren't giving to yourself, right? Like you weren't selfish enough. It's something that you said you weren't good at, but something you said you were good at was like always making other people feel good. You know what I mean? Like that's just, honestly, it's how we're wired in a lot of situations. And I think that particularly with it being, you know, still a new year, things feel fresh. You're still very introspective. It's March. So it's, it's women's history month. So you're, you're leaning into that. We just came after black out of black history month. So, you know, you still feel pretty empowered about that. And then with my own theme of being intentional, it's like, I really am thinking about things and the way that you know, I show up in the world in the way that I allow people to show up in my world. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of servitude, but like, what am I giving myself and what am I allowing? Sometimes it really is allowing other people to give to me. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. You have to be open to receive stuff. Um, Brit Brat is like, <laughs> that's what I like to call her. <laughs> late at night, <laughs> early in the morning. Um, Brittany, yeah, you're just like, you could be, and I say this, I say it jokingly, but this is the truth. It's the truth. This is how me and Brittany became friends because I was like, this girl is crazy. The same <laughs> as me. Like Brittany will be in the middle of the street with her head on fire. She's like, oh, it's fine. I always wanted to rock a baldy. Like, I'd be like, uh, Brittany, but your head is on, you know what? But the good thing is my, the rest of my body isn't on fire. That's perfect. And I'm like, girl, I got to thank you. But I get it. Cause like, there's like points of me where I, I am still like that and used to be like that. But I think we've gotten bounds and bounds and bounds and leaps and bounds better. Um, but like you said earlier, it's so easy to revert back to that. Like everything's great. <laughs> in you, you know? Um, so yeah, is but the servitude thing is really true. Um, but I really think those are the things that I like about myself and I'm good at. And I um, think there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I think that being a good person and we are here to serve as people, like as people. And then if you're Christian, as Christian, actually for most religions, we're all here to serve. Like this, this is not even just a Christian thing. So I think it makes sense. I think it's the things that we're not giving ourselves, you know, yeah. like that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like women oftentimes they lean into the servitude. We know we can do that. We're nurturers, but we're, we're growers by nature, actually. Right. right. So like, that's what we do. But like, sometimes I think what this exercise showed and 
if you're listening, I hope that you also try this exercise and see like, was it hard for you to say things that you were good at? Was it difficult? Was one thing a little difficult or more difficult than another thing for you to say you were good at? But like the things that you're not good at, are they all a disservice to yourself? You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like they were for both of us. Like the things we were good at oftentimes had to do with other people, but the things that we were bad at was the one-on-one relationships and the one-on-one experiences, right? Um, So, you know, there's definitely power in servitude and we should also remember to serve ourselves because we deserve it. We do deserve it. We absolutely deserve it. This reminds me, do you remember we're in South Africa um, and uh, we talked at that uh, conference for Jay Mm -hmm. and I did this, my my talk was called and sister shine do you remember that yes i do i do this reminds me that this is not just like an american woman a christian thing it's like international so we we did a speaking engagement in south africa and when the woman when so the the talk was basically called sister shine and it was really a moment for women to just get up and say like what they're good at and brag for like 30 seconds and at first it was like I'm like oh is anybody gonna come up because <laughs> they're like uh, me me talk about me in front of all these other me's like am I gonna do that mm-hmm. but then the moment they did it everyone like lit up so I think that like it's gonna be uncomfortable guys it's gonna be uncomfortable but you push through that uncomfortable moment and then like you do it and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and next thing you know you out here I can like you, Jay Z. Like I can like, yay. <laughs> like I can like your Yonsei. You know, um, it's if if you love you, it's gonna be easy for people to treat you like they don't love you. So for sure, love us a little bit. And one way you can make sure that you give yourself a little love and attention every week is again your I'm down challenges. So it's a perfect segue into pulling for next week. The one thing, no matter how difficult the week goes, Ariel and I made a promise to ourselves and each other and to you all that we are going to do this one thing. Are you ready to pull I'm down challenges? I am ready. I am ready. I'm ready to see what the list delivers. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What are we going to do here? Okay. So you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? One, two, three, Take a task at random. Then of course, the choice is your and we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. I can go first. I will pull for you, Ariel. This will be the one thing that you absolutely have to do this week. I want you to do a reel where you are just showing yourself in all of your angles. And it can be after you've like explored, you know, angles, did some research, learned about your body, like did all these like self-love exercises. And then I want to, I want to see this I'm down challenge come to life in a real, just full of, full of you being you. So I'm down, I'm down for the get down, whatever that get down may end up being. Okay. All right. Let's, let's remix the bowl here. Fellowship program? Oh, it's not really fellowship season. Um, however, you know what? The list is always, it is always providing because one thing I do want to do, and I actually said this um a couple of days ago at work is I want to work on creating a fellowship program at my current company for others to join. And I think actually Ariel and I might've talked about this this week too. Um, Yeah. yeah, We're like, I want to work with Facebook and getting HBCU students currently enrolled graduate or undergraduate working for us um, and paying them for the summer. So this is perfect because I need to actually outline what that looks like for Meta so that they can give me the money and that um, we can officially have a fellowship. And Blavity has never done anything like this before with another company. So it'll be great for the fellows and it'll be great for me doing my I'm down challenge and getting it done. And it'll be great for me because I, I do have this love for 
nurturing younger people and making them much better than I ever could be. So um, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah, I will take that. I'm excited. I'm excited. So we'll look forward to see, like, maybe, like, bring us through your journey, like, what things you want from the fellowship program, what things you don't, so we can, you know, maybe if somebody else wants to start a fellowship program, they can use your, um, your guidance as, like, a little starting zone. For sure. You know, I'm gonna be honest, I feel really good after this episode. I think that it was such a timely episode on, you know, just women really being their full selves. I feel like the list absolutely did what it needed to do to deliver on us and really like back up the stuff we spoke all episode. <laughs> so see, that that is the power in the living list. It absolutely holds you accountable, even when sometimes you don't want to hold yourself. Um, and I thought, I thought it was a really, a really good show. What are your thoughts? I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I enjoy talking about women empowerment every day, all day. I'm a girl's girl. I say up and down. So I hope that this has um, in some way helped someone or, you know, got, got you thinking about like what you're good at and, and how you can own your power in your own life. And you got to tell us, you know, hit us up at Livingless Life, hit us up um, on TikTok. We're at the Livingless. So we, you know, this is all about community. We want to come together and see how we can help each other grow. So um, I love it. I'm here for it. And I can't, I'm excited to see what we talk about next week. If you love this episode, absolutely like, rate, subscribe. We are heading to YouTube. We are giving you the visuals to match these amazing conversations so you can feel even closer to us as part of our Limitless community. On behalf of Ariel Dance, I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. Have a great day. Bye.